Hey, it's Martin Kessler, and you're listening to 20 Minute Fitness, a podcast that is all about how technology and science can improve your own personal health. We're part of the Shape family and brought to you by ShapeScale, the world's first 3D body scanner that keeps your body composition in check. Today, joining us from Florida is Matteo Franceschetti, co-founder and CEO of 8Sleep. 8Sleep is a sleep fitness company that is developing smart products that not just measure your sleep, but also are actively improving the quality of your sleep so that you're better rested when you wake up the next morning. Welcome, Matteo. All right. Well, last time we had you on the show, we mainly focused on your personal struggles with sleep and how they led to the founding of 8Sleep, your latest technology, The Pot, that had just launched back then, and some of the fundamental aspects of sleep hygiene. And this time around, we wanted to catch up with you on what has happened since, any new products that you brought to the market, and how you see the future, and also give some great professional advice to everyone who is struggling with um, their own sleep routine as a result of the current pandemic or otherwise. So let's start with a brief introduction of you and Eight Sleep to those listeners who may have missed your last episode with us. Yeah, thank you for, for having me. I'm the CEO of Eight Sleep, and uh, our mission is to make the, the world sleep fit, meaning our focus is really to improve everyone's sleep performance. Um, we think of the night as a moment of recovery for your body, and we want to leverage technology to help you get the most out of your sleep. And how does that look in practice? Yeah, so we, we develop a technology that is fully embedded in, in the mattress. So we sell a smart mattress with technology. Um, and our technology can do a couple of different things. First, First, it can heat and cool you dynamically during the night. And the reason is temperature is the biggest factor impacting the quality of your sleep. And so we use ML and AI to regulate the, your body temperature during the night to optimize sleep. At the same time, in the bed, there are sensors, multiple sensors, and we can track everything about your sleep, your heart rate, including HRV and your respiration. The beauty uh, compared to any wearable is here you don't have to wear anything. So you just go to bed as you did last night. And in the morning when you wake up, you have all these metrics that are extremely accurate. We are running a bunch of clinical studies. I can tell you more and comparing ourselves to Apple Watch and medical grade devices. Nice. So it's really the complete package. You get the mattress, you get the tracking. It heats, it cools, and it tracks your sleep as well as some other metrics. And we, we talked last time about that, you know, how you were moving to this new product, the Pod, and I'm seeing you have another Pod Pro, which was really almost more moving towards, well, the, the personal fitness and, and readiness market, right? Because recovery is a huge thing. Exactly. We, we really think uh, of, of sleep as a part of fitness. We call it sleep fitness. And the reason is, is, is really the moment for your body to recover during the night. And so for people like you and I, that you know, we are uh, heavily invested in, into fitness, because we really like you know, being in shape and training. The, the night is extremely important for your body in order to recover. And there is uh, where our products can, can be helpful. And so we call it sleep fitness. Right. And um, I'm seeing with the new Pod Pro, you've been adding to well, what you had in, in, the, in the past from you know, like your resting heart rate to your um, respiratory rate. Now you also, as you just mentioned, have a heart rate variability, HRV. And uh, how, how, how does that come into play and why does it matter? Yeah, so we, we spent a lot of time working on uh, um, clinical studies with some of the largest and, and most famous uh, uh, institutions in, in the space in order to collect truth data. Uh, we also bought medical-grade devices in-house that now we use to compare our accuracy to the accuracy of a medical-grade device. And and so we, we really have three pillars in terms of what we track. One thing is sleep, in particular sleep stages, so deep sleep, REM, light sleep. 
Second is heart rate. And there are two key metrics in heart rate if you want to track heart rate arrest and heart rate variability. And uh, both of them, they indicate how healthy you are. They are also indicating if you are getting, if you're stressed or if you need to recover. So in particular, HRV is a great proxy for you and your body to know if you should train more, if you can train more, or if, if you should actually rest. And so if your HRV right. is pretty low, you should take it easy and you shouldn't train or just do a sort of recovery day. While instead, if you see that your HRV when you wake up in the morning is high, it means that your your body's ready to go. Another interesting thing in the night, which we track is the delta in your HRV uh, between the first uh, uh, deep sleep phase and the last deep sleep phase. And so the bigger the delta, the more you are recovering during the night. And so it means you are having a good night of sleep. While instead, the lower the delta, the less you recover um, during the night. Right. And this is also like an, a metric that we can improve over time by living healthier and sleeping better? Or is it really just, you know, being affected by our daily routine, stress, exercise, amount of sleep we had, etc.? Both. I would say so. Number one use case is really you wake up and you see where your HRV is. And so you already know, okay, can I train hard today? Or I, I should, you know, I, I, I should rest or recover. Uh, that is number one. And second is a great proxy to really let you understand how restful and effective was your uh, was your night. Another important thing is heart rate arrest. So, for example, I got sick. I just had fever around a year and a half ago. Last time it was December 2018, and my heart rate arrest went from an average of 55, 60 to almost 100. So, yeah. Wow. So what? Ha- what have you been doing? <laughs> yeah, it's just fever. So what happens is, as you're getting sick, your heart rate arrest for the three, four days before you really feel the fever starts going up. And so one thing that now I actually do every day or on a regular basis, I always monitor my heart rate at rest. And if I see that keeps going up for multiple days, I start being, I start paying attention to see if maybe I'm getting sick or I I got a cold or I might be getting fever. Got it. And um, who would you say is the pot or the pot pro really for? Is it for the same type of people that already have bought into products like the Ura Ring or the Whoop Fitness Tracker, for example, that have specialized really on uh, some of, you know, sleep tracking, activity tracking, HRV tracking, etc.? Or is it for somebody else? It's also for the people that use Aura and, and Whoop, definitely, because they are into performance, they are into recovery. But I think our audience is even broader because I think for us, showing you your own metrics is often an important factor, but it's not the only one. So based on your metrics, then we take actions to really enhance your, your mm. sleep performance, which wearables don't do it. The way we do it today is through temperature. Tomorrow we will do it through other environmental factors. But today, the major difference of using a pod versus just buying a wearable and wearing it is that the pod takes action through temperature to maximize your, your sleep performance. And so first, we see a lot of couples, around 50% of the couples they fight around temperature because temperature is very personal and so you might have <laughs> oh, a yeah. different preference from from your partner and so we solve that problem and the second big problem is temperature is not flat and should not be flat during the night your body temperature changes based on your circadian cycle during the night and so you need a device that can adjust continuously temperature to really maximize your sleep. In the first part of the night, you need a different temperature from mid, from in the middle of the night or in the last part of 
the night. And temperature should also change based on your sleep stages. We are running a bunch of studies internally about how can we extend your deep sleep with temperature, how we can help you to fall asleep faster with temperature, which a lot of our customers are already experiencing. Mm -hmm. And also how we can wake you up naturally through temperature without sound. And um, the pod has been now on the market for a bit over a year. What have you learned, you know, since, you know, you have released the product? Obviously, there must be quite a bit of uh, lessons already drawn from how, you know, cooling and heating has really affected the quality of sleep, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, so obviously heating and cooling, so the whole thermoregulation, dynamic thermoregulation is our most loved feature. We are seeing that uh, 82% of our customers are reporting sleep improvement with the pod. And then we have a bunch of stats proving that we help people fall asleep faster and also improve their, their sleep quality. So across the board, what they really love is the, the dynamic temperature control and the sleep improvement that they get out of that. Right. So you get to fall asleep faster, plus you have better quality, you feel more comfortable, and the quality of your sleep is reflected in terms of, well, feeling more energized. Is, is that what it is? Or how, how do you know that the quality of your sleep has really improved? Yeah. So we have two ways to look at that. One is uh, um, qualitative. And there is the 82% of our customers reporting better sleep. And then there is a quantitative one. So our metrics prove uh, and show that people are falling asleep faster, um, that um, uh, 10 to 15% less toss and turns, less wake-ups in the middle of the night. And also just mm -hmm. a better experience with the partner because this applies to both of them because they don't have to share a common temperature, but everyone can have a personalized temperature. And have you looked already into also the recovery part of it, whether, you know, the quality of one sleep had a positive impact on, say, somebody's resting heart rate or HLV, for example? Yeah, so we, we are looking at that. And um, the core focus for us right now is to really see um, how we can extend the, your deep sleep and how can we accelerate the transition from certain sleep stages that are less relevant to others that are more relevant. So what if in five years from now, right. we could reduce the amount of light sleep and increase the amount of deep sleep and REM? Obviously, deep sleep is really important for you in, for, for your body to really recover, while instead REM is much more important for your brain to recover and digest the information from the day. So deep and REM are the two most important phases, and we want to increase those and reducing the others. So do you think it would be actually possible for, well, someone like me to sleep less, but I'm getting better quality of sleep? And because I have more REM and deep sleep, um, I'm still getting the same quality of sleep, even though maybe I had a total sleep amount of seven hours instead of eight. Is that possible? Yeah. That is our mission. So what if in 10 years from now, you could sleep only six hours and get uh, more rest than when you were sleeping eight hours? And the reason is amazing. if you think more or less right now, you get 50, 60% light sleep and deep sleep is really 20% and REM is really 20%. Obviously, we're talking about ballpark, right? And so that means that more or less you get more than four hours and at night you're just getting light sleep, which is not that efficient for your body. And so the answer is yes. Can you sleep less? Maybe you can sleep only six hours and maybe you get 25% deep sleep, 25% RAM and still 50% light sleep. The key of technology is to help you transition faster in between these different stages and extend some of these stages, in particular, deep and rest. And is there like any benchmark, you know, that, that one should, you know, go for in terms of how much deep sleep and REM sleep and how much light sleep, how many toss and turns one should have, what is considered normal for like one's own demographic? Or is it really different from person to person? So it's different from person to person, but there are ballparks. So 
what I notice in my case is if I'm between 17 and 20% deep sleep, I'm okay. Above 20%, I feel like I feel at my best. And below 17, below 18, um, it means I had a pretty rough night. I, I toss and turn a lot, unfortunately. So I'm pretty nervous in the night. And so I toss and turn more than 30 times a night. But there are people like my co-founder, Max, that he moves really five to seven times a night. So he doesn't move a lot. So toss and turns is really personal. Huh. In my case, I also have restless legs. I don't know if you know what he is, but this sort of cramps and feeling that you have in your legs. Yeah. And so oh, yeah. because of that, I wake up in the middle of the night and I get out of bed, which is not super good. While instead there are other people like my wife and she goes to bed and she just wakes up the following day. And so she has much more stable metrics and, and better recovery. Right. So we talked a little bit about sleep experience and how that matters. But outside of sleep, there are still a lot of environmental factors, as well as internal factors um, that influence the quality of our sleep. Can you point out some of those and maybe also give some advice to our listeners about, you know, what they should be doing to get, you know, the best amount of sleep? Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of different tricks, right? To improve your sleep. Uh, let's start from before going to bed. So first, really, I use um, Philips Hue. And so I am usually in an orange uh, orange light setting an hour before going to bed. And usually 20, 30 minutes before going to bed, I just try to be almost in a very dark environment. I take melatonin from time to time. I take magnesium every night before going to bed. Magnesium helps your recovery, helps you relax, and helps your muscles. Temperature is really the, the, the Goliath of, you know, of factors that impact mm -hmm. your sleep quality. And so with, with the pod, I have three different settings during the night. And in the near future, our machine learning will change temperature a thousand of times per night based on, based on your needs. I use a spray before going to bed. So I spray lavender on my pillow that helps me relax and gives me this sense of comfort. Another thing that I have seen working well for some people is to use like a gravity blanket or to have some weight over you as you sleep. And the reason is it gives you a sense mm -hmm. of coziness, coziness, almost like being hugged. And so that helps you relax. And the other big thing is also the wake up experience, right? So a lot of our customers, they were saying, look, I hate the, the sound of my alarm. It sucks. Sometimes I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the middle of a deep sleep phase or REM phase, and, and that just wakes me up. And so the new pod, we invented a new technology that is uh, called uh, gentle rise. And so we use temperature and vibration. So there are uh, motors in the bed. And so we vibrate your side of the bed and together with temperature, we wake you up naturally without sound. And so now I don't use a sound alarm anymore ever. Uh, I just wake up and- Yeah, I love, yeah. I love that. So it's a gentle vibration that your partner cannot feel plus temperature change. And so within 30 minutes, we wake you up. So you still say, and then it's also somewhat energizing, right? It kind of feels like a cold shower almost. Well, not quite the same, but still in terms exactly. of effect, it's in, in the same direction, right? Yep. And you don't feel groggy because it means that you woke up getting naturally out of deep and, and REM. And so by definition, when you open your eyes for the first time, you are in light sleep. And so um, it's much less painful to, to wake up in the morning. It feels like a weekend when you just wake up on your own. It feels the same, but it happens every single day. Nice. Now I really want to try yeah. one. <laughs> and um, well, what about exercise and nutrition? What have you learned there? I mean, I know that alcohol, for example, is a huge factor in affecting one's sleep quality, right? Yeah. So I stopped drinking in April 2019. So I, I don't drink at all. I found a lot of benefits, both in terms of recovery, training, and in particular sleep. 
alcohol has an impact on your HRV, so on your recovery and your readiness, yeah. but it also has an impact on your body temperature. And so in particular, as you get older, if you drink, but also if you eat a lot, right, you will have a pretty hard night and alcohol rises the temperature of your body. And so what we see is a lot of our customers, if they drink, they tend to drop their the temperature of their bed, of the pod to compensate because they are dissipating more body heat. Another thing I recommend is uh, based on preferences to take a bath before going to bed. Or another thing I do is sometimes I take a shower and I do for five times, 30 seconds, super cold, 30 seconds, super warm and so on for five times, five to 10 times. And the reason is you created this sort of thermal shock in your body that it will help you relax. Great. And what about light? So you you mentioned you use a Philips Hue light before you go to bed. And I guess you also use things like night lights on uh, on your iOS or Android device. But what about, you know, when you wake up? Is that also a factor? Yeah. So... I use Philips U also to wake up. And so at the time I want to wake up, all the lights in my house will be like blue because especially you need to use orange in the night because it will stimulate melatonin. While instead you need to use blue lights in the morning to really wake you up. Um, and that is how I have um, set up my uh, all the lights in my house. Nice. And um, yeah, I mean, what else um, would you say um, to somebody that is kind of feeling unrest and and unrestful nights right now during the COVID-19 pandemic because they're feeling stressed or, you know, they're going through some difficult times. How can one remedy those factors? Yeah, there are a couple of different things. And obviously right now is a very hard time for for most of us, right? In particular, right, mentally, sometimes we we feel stressed. Obviously, meditation can can help. There are different ways you can meditate. Another option is there are a couple of different breathing exercises that I, I really like. You know, you can try in, in different ways, but substantially you breathe very quickly, you hold your breath, and then um, you, know, you breathe out. So that, that is working for me. The key thing is if you are not falling asleep, or if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're stressed, you cannot fall asleep again. This, the recommendation from all the doctors is you need to get out of bed. So what you don't want is to create a mental connection between being awake in bed, struggling with stress, and then being in bed. So if you just notice that you cannot mm. fall asleep and you're just there awake, you should get out of bed and um, go in your living room, go somewhere else, read or just relax, have, have a drink. But the number one principle of what is called CBTI, so cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, is don't stay in bed awake because you're creating this mental connection where it gives you anxiety. Your bed starts giving you anxiety because you connect bed to being awake and being unable to fall asleep. And so at that point, you need to tackle it and just say, you know, I cannot fall asleep. I, I go on the couch for 30 minutes and then whenever I feel tired, I, I, I will be back. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because that happened to me maybe just a couple nights back and there's almost like a subtle amount of pressure, right? Yeah. You're in bed and you can fall asleep because you're restless and maybe your thoughts are still wandering about the day. There's like this pressure like, hey, I have to fall asleep right now, but it's just not working because you're feeling almost too pressurized it's it's crazy exactly. yeah because you start thinking look i have to fall asleep otherwise tomorrow I, I feel terrible and i have to wake up at this time and there are only x hours left i need to fall asleep and then you start creating this anxiety that you connect to yourself being in bed and that is what you don't want otherwise all the times that you go to bed instead then have a mental 
a positive mental representation of you in bed sleeping, you have this mental representation of you struggling to, to, to sleep. And that's why all the doctors recommend first thing to do is if you can fall asleep or if you can't sleep, just get out of bed, do something else and go back once you're really tired and ready to go. Yeah, that's some really great advice. Well, a theme that has been actually coming up with uh, some of my previous guests in, in the last couple of weeks is really how our habits are changing because of this new kind of situation. We're not no longer necessarily going to work and we're staying at home. We're doing different types of exercises because we can't go to the gym. How else have you already perceived from your own perspective uh, about the impact of you know the current situation on our personal health and well-being? Yeah, so we have seen a couple of very interesting data. So the first one, which is positive is on average our customers are sleeping 26 minutes more since when the the lockdowns huh. what do you think that is because they don't have to go to work and so they save the commute time they don't know they don't have you know to prepare everything get out of home and, and drive and commute to, to their office right and so uh, they're using the time mm -hmm. to sleep more and sleeping 30 minutes more 26 minutes more per day is a lot at the end of, of the week it's like getting half a night of sleep more. So it will right. be really positive for, for their health. So they get up later, but they still go to bed at the same time yeah. as before. Um, more or less, oh. yeah, but mainly they tend to wake up later. The other interesting thing is that before the lockdowns, people tend to sleep um, an hour more during the weekends compared to weekdays. Now they mm -hmm. sleep only 12 minutes more. So it's something like is there are almost no more weekends and people tend to sleep the same every single day of the week, which is good and bad, but I, I, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Is it because before people had to kind of make up on sleep debt and were sleeping longer because of that and now they don't have to exactly. because they're getting enough sleep? So before they were trying to catch up huh. during the weekend, but now because they sleep 30 minutes more every single day, which is three hours and a half during the week, they don't have that need to catch up during the weekend anymore. And so they tend to be much more consistent in, in their habits. Right. So people are sleeping longer, but are they still getting the same quality of sleep or has it been deteriorating because people on a whole are more stressed Yeah, so now. we're looking at the data. I don't have a hard number yet. Definitely, we have seen people being more nervous and there is more anxiety. Um, it's definitely there. But yeah, um, we, are, we are looking at that right now and we are running a bunch of surveys and see also if we can help um, somehow our, our members. And beyond the pandemic, where do you see the future of aid sleep? Where do you think you're going to be in a year or two years from now? So uh, we just launched the Pod Pro, which is our new product. Um, and yep. you know, we're really excited about that. And our long-term vision is really, can you sleep only six hours and get more rest than when you were sleeping eight hours? To get there, we need to leverage technology. And technology for us is made of two pieces. One, we want to obviously track your metrics. And based on your metrics, then we want to adjust the environment around you to really improve your sleep efficiency. So this is where we are going as a company. One very cool thing that we have noticed is a lot of people that bought Pod 1 one year ago, now they upgraded to Pod Pro, which is the second version, right? And so we were the first company in the world to invent this concept of upgrade for, for your bed, which thankfully is like an iPhone, right? As the new iPhone comes out, you give the mm -hmm. old iPhone back 
and you get the new one. And almost 30% of our customers, they are upgrading. And the reason is they there is a special program uh, for upgrades. So you don't have to buy the whole bed. You just buy the new technology and you unzip the old technology in your current bed and you zip in the new technology. So it has a lower cost than buying everything new. But 30% of our customers, they all want the latest and most innovative device in sleep because they really want to maximize the sleep performance. And so what you will see in the next years is we will keep iterating on the pod and we will keep giving the opportunity to our members to upgrade their sleep at, the, at an affordable price. That's great. So if somebody has bought the pods in the last 12 months and they also want to have HRV tracking and uh, improve topper, then they can just buy the upgrade and they don't have to completely exactly. exchange their mattresses. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's awesome. like modular. And you just change the top layer and the, the hub on the side without changing the whole foam part. So the core of the bed stays the same. We just change the top layer and the hub, which is pretty simple and much cheaper than buying the whole new pod. Right. And, and where do you see like the biggest room for, you know, further improvement in the future? I mean, you already have the mattress and you have iterated quite a few times on, on that. And you've also worked on your own pillows, right? And your own comforter. What else is there really like to still innovate yeah, on? Something like, I mean, we really think of the pod like an iPhone, right? And so what new features mm -hmm. can we add? What new metrics can we can we track, right? So this time with the Pod Pro, you have HRV, you have the gentle rise, wake up with the vibration and the temperature. You have an improved comfort. Comfort is obviously really important for a bed. And you have more and more features. And so the same thing will happen also with the next uh, generation of, of pods. So there will be new features that will keep improving your performance. Plus, we will deliver all that we already deliver, but it will just be better. So things like comfort, the next iteration will also be more comfortable. Awesome. So where can people learn more about 8sleep and the pod? Yeah, 8sleep.com. So go there and check us out. The product is called the Pod Pro. It's the latest one. Uh, we announced it uh, uh, two weeks ago. And how much does it cost? There are two different models, but it starts from around 2200 plus. It depends on the size. There is full, queen, king, and Kali. And there is the original pod as there is the Pod Pro. And so it goes up in prices from, from there based on what features you want and what model you want and how to decide. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having come on the show. I mean, this has been really great and very insightful about the quality of our sleep and how it's affecting us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I hope you will have a great night of sleep. <laughs> Definitely. Thanks for coming. All right, we have arrived at the end of our show again. Eight Sleep has certainly making great strides since we first talked and since I first met Matteo five years back. They're now a generation of three and they're really becoming more and more the vertically integrated Apple-like business that is all about making your sleep better. I certainly love how the Pod Pro is not just about keeping track of your sleep and recovery, but like so many other sleep products out there, but it also actively raises the quality of your sleep. It certainly isn't a cheap product by any means, but I hope that even if you're not in the market for a new mattress today, you've had the chance to take away a few cues on how to improve your sleep. Anyways, what are your life hacks on taking your sleep to the next level? Make sure to let us know on Twitter or Instagram. You can find us at Shape20Fit and you can find me personally at Kessler.io. All right, and if you like the show, we would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend. And if you haven't already, leave us a review. It only takes a couple seconds and it will help others discover our wonderful show. I'll be back next Thursday, so make sure to tune in then. And until then, I hope you have some sweet dreams. I'm Martin Kessler and this is 20 Minute Fitness.